Hello everyone, my name is Kendall and welcome to Unofficial Book Club, where life and stories meet. And just like any book club, we'll only be spending half the time actually talking about books. In these episodes of this podcast, I will be sitting down with various guests to connect over who they are, their happiness, and lessons they've learned. I believe life is like a book. Each chapter is a piece of our development and growth with the good, the bad, and everything in between that ultimately makes up our story. Now, before we get started, I want to remind you that my guests and I will be sharing our own personal experiences and opinions throughout this episode and all future episodes. Let's get started. I do want to note for everyone listening that Shelby and I are both in semi-remote places. I am up in the mountains where there's snow coming down and she is by a lake. And so the sound quality may be a little off. We apologize in advance, but we hope that you still enjoy it anyway. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode. I'm so excited to have the specific guest here today. She's someone I love very much and is family to me, not by blood, but by choice. And <laughs> I think that's a nice phrase. Welcome, Shelby Horner. Thank you for being here. Of course, I'm happy to be here. This is exciting. Is it? I think so. We'll see. Well, <laughs> I want to give a little bit about who you are to me. I think that you are such a character. And I mean that in like the biggest compliment. I think you're so unique. You're so one of a kind. You're one of the funniest people I know. Being around you, it's just constant laughs and smiles. You're so smart. You're so talented and so in so many different areas. And we've known each other our entire lives. And I've seen you do everything from be super athletic and bring humor and compassion into that space, as well as being theatrical and dramatic and doing that with so much humor and compassion. And now you're in your third year of law school. All three of those things and all three of those characteristics, so very different. You're one of my favorite people. And so I'm very happy to have you here. That's literally so nice. Oh my God. I was not expecting to come on here and be lavished with such nice compliments, but thank you. And literally could say all the same things back to you. Maybe not the sports one, but no. But so you're in your third year of law school and you studied in undergrad strategic advertising and political science, which I didn't did. know. I didn't know you studied either of those things. And then when you told us all you were going to law school, I was a little bit shocked and now not so much. But at the time I was like, wow, that seems so serious. And like, so like very, I don't know, lawyers and law school sounds so serious and so very, I know that it just didn't fit with the humorous kind of vibrant person that you are. But I, the more like we hear about it and the more like your parents who I've seen recently, like talk about your journey and what you're doing, I can see how that, like it builds into the compassion and then the passion that you have for certain things. And so then it makes sense. But if you want to tell us a little bit about that and kind of how you came to that decision, that life decision. Yes, it was a little bit of a, of evolving process because I did gra- I graduated with a degree in strategic advertising. I minored in political science, but I started doing like some political stuff like my junior year, and um, I really enjoyed like that that arena at the time of my life. I think like now I'm a little bit as I like kind of progress. I obviously, as I'll get to the end, am not doing anything within the political realm, I think. And I think I I kind of, it was evolving process. I've distanced myself from 
kind of that. But at the time I was really into it. Um, and then, so I like my junior year high school I, or of college, I was like, for sure, I'm gonna go to law school. I'm gonna do all this stuff. I don't really know what my plan was. I was just like, I'm gonna go to law school. Um, and I'll figure it out. And then my senior year of college came and I had a lot more like strategic advertising and advertising classes. And I really liked the creative side of that. And so I was like, you know, maybe I'll just do advertising. And I graduated and it was a little bit of like, a, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know which side to pick. Is there a way to bring them together? I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I was feeling like a little bit distant from politics. And then I was like, I don't really love the world of advertising. Um, anybody who I think gets an advertising degree will understand it's like, a little, I don't know. It's like a little cutthroat. Everybody's has was very creative and very cool. And I am, I would like to think that I'm that, but I'm not, I, they, they are way cooler, more, way more creative than me. So I was like, I don't even know if I have a dog in that fight. So I was like, you know what? I had this plan of going to law school. I don't know. I apply, I'll see what happens. Um, the, at this, I was working retail, um, studying for the LSAT. So I went, um, and I went in with the idea of for sure, probably just doing either um, something within like the criminal law, um, definitely on the defense side, definitely did not go in with any ideas of being a prosecutor, did not want to be a prosecutor at all. And also I was really into like labor unions um, and kind of like union uh, law work. Um, so at the end now I'm in my third year and I will be graduating and I'll be a public defender. And so I have just always been, I think it's really important and I find it really important to do what I can to keep people from being incarcerated and uh, kind of working in solidarity with people um, who are kind of facing incarceration or um, specifically people who are like indigent. And I think in a way, a little bit as a public defender, I can be a cog in the machine since I do believe in the destruction of our current criminal legal system. So I hope to work myself out of a job. And I think kind of looking back, because it has such an evolving process a little bit, I'm like, I think maybe more to be done from um, outside of a legal perspective, just because law school is a very interesting, interesting place to be. And it has just been a very interesting journey. And I'm so grateful that I went through it. I, I loved learning what I've learned. I absolutely love all the classes I took and I learned so much. And I love being able to throw like tidbits out and being like, did you know you can marry your first cousin in Virginia, but you can't marry them in West Virginia, which is wild because most people would have thought the opposite. And I knew that because of family law. So, so I, I'm really grateful. But so that's kind of been the process of like, I kind of went in with one idea and then I've kind of evolved um, as I've like learned and grown and into a different idea, but I will be a public defender upon, hopefully upon passage of the bar. Yeah. And you're graduating this May, which is really exciting. And then are you immediately going to study and like try and take the bar immediately after? Yeah. So I'll probably have to take the bar in July. And then my start date upon passage of the bar uh, as my role as a public defender will be in August. So um, I know That's very exciting. fast. It's exciting. It's scary. It's a lot. <laughs> don't always know what I always saying judge after every word is a little bit hard to remember, but <laughs> I'll figure it out. <laughs> That's exciting though. It's like your very own, like you get to be Elwood's. Oh, how the irony there. You, yeah, you were in Legally Blonde in high school for theater and now you get to go into like a law space. That's funny. And I just Elwood's was a criminal defense attorney. Everyone remember that. New <laughs> prosecutors. There you go. So then my next question is, do you find yourself due to what you like are doing now for work? 
do you and study do you like watching those kind of shows on tv like those procedurals and like all of those shows or you steer clear from that kind of and you're like I want something light interesting question I do feel like it's kind of fun to watch them in the sense where I'm like ah I know that like that's not right or yeah that does happen or like that's not the procedure of how this happens or like that for sure is a fifth amendment violation by uh Mariska Haggerty on SEU can't can't be coursing people like that so um it's definitely interesting I mean I still find them and I haven't watched them in a while and it's not it's not because I because of law school um I don't know I just haven't I used to watch Criminal Minds all the time and like I do really like SEU they have a reboot now for Criminal Minds and it's actually pretty good that's what I've heard I've seen that yeah. on TikTok. So yeah. I'm going to get back into it. But it, it is interesting to watch it and be like, ah. Oh. But I'm sure once I am like a little bit more enmeshed in like the day-to-day of a criminal justice system, I might be like, mm-hmm. let's 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 throw on some sister sister, you know? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so one of my big questions I want to ask people when they come on here is we want to talk about happiness, but like can you define happiness for me, for you? No, it's a big oh, question. God. I don't know. I do feel like this may not be answering the question, but I do feel like my idea of life and what happiness means has definitely like evolved. And like, that's not a unique thing. I'm sure everybody, obviously nobody is stagnant in their thoughts, but I just feel like just kind of like ending the day. And like, I I feel like every one, a couple years ago of like maybe college and stuff like that, I was like, every day has to be exciting. And I like, I'm, you know, everybody was like, I'm going to travel and blah, blah, blah. Well, traveling makes me bloated and I don't want to do that. And so, (laughs) you know, my idea of happiness in life may not be traveling all the time. It may just be like, I think living every day and having good friends and having my basic needs met, like to say, like, obviously some of it is your attitude assuming, but a lot of it is, you know, how do you find happiness when like your basic needs are not met is very difficult. So I think that's like, Having friends, community, basic mm-hmm. needs met. Yeah. I don't know if that was a good answer, but. No, that's a good answer. We looped it back maybe. Yeah. And that that goes into the next thing. So like, what what are some of the things that make you happy? Obviously, you said traveling isn't like one of the top ones. So what are some of those basic needs or one of those things that like make you happy? I think like definitely having like friends and like a community that you're a part of. I think it's like really hard to like emulate when you're older and like outside of like I'm able to like have a little bit of it within law school because it is a lot like college where like all your friends are within like 30 mile radius or 10 mile radius or whatever. But I think like definitely having community and friends, they definitely help a lot. And just like having like a little side thing that you're excited about. I don't have many side things, but I would love to have a side thing. Yeah, I can tell you this is my first and probably only side thing that I'm excited about. I love that. Yeah, we only need one, right? (laughs) Yeah, I I hate when people ask like, "What are your hobbies?" Because I always feel like people when they ask the question like, "What are your hobbies?" You're expected to give like this ridiculously long list. It's supposed to be all these things that you learned and have probably mastered and have like, you know, like anything from guitar to a new language to cooking. And I'm like you know what a good hobby is? Me learning to make the one dish I wanted to make and like consistently making it and bettering it. Or, you know, a hobby going for a walk. Like that's a hobby. Yes. I literally feel the exact same way. I, every time somebody's like, what's a fun hobby? I'm like, I really wish I could come out and be like, 
I make custom furniture or like I reupholster things. I don't know. But I'm like, I don't, I don't do that. And I pick up a lot of hobbies and I don't finish them. And there's a lot of things I wish I could do, but I'm not going to put the energy, unfortunately. But like, I feel exactly the same way. Like I do really like cooking and like learning a new dish. And I'm not very good at cooking. I don't have a lot of patience and I'm not at following recipes, but I like it and it can be a hobby, but I literally mm-hmm. feel the exact same. Anytime anybody's like, what's hobby? Especially when there was one time when I was, this was in uh, college and it was during an advertising class. This is how everybody's so cool and creative. And literally it was, I took the example of the girl was like, I make custom furniture. And I was like, oh, and I had just been like, I go for runs. Um, I read. She's like, great. I make custom furniture. I was like, no, that's great. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you so much. You should have started. <laughs> no, I agree. And so what, with such a stressful, I can only imagine time frame when you were in law school and then now actually practicing law in, and oof, what I can't even imagine, like being stressful and difficult. How do you find that balance or that like a de-stressing after a long day? Or what do you kind of do to center yourself? I think I'm still trying to find it, especially in law school. I mean, there's days where I'm like, I only did school and then like, I'll do TikTok and I'm like that I need maybe a third thing. (laughs) Um, But I think it's like trying to get out of my house and making sure I'm seeing people. I'm talking to like my non law school friends. Like we try to talk on the phone as much as we can. And I try to visit them as much as I can. Just talking to them. Um, I love, I love watching TV. I like me and my roommates, we Definitely try to, we love to get into any TV show that it like comes out every week. So like the house of the dragons or like only murders in the building. We did that with, and it's just like a little thing to look forward to at the end of the week where we're like, okay. Or even if it's like a day, if it comes out daily, or if we pick in just a new show, it's just like a nice little thing to look forward to, which I know is probably sad, but no <laughs> carve no. out time to do a lot else. But my roommate one? and I do the same thing. We like, I mean, We've had to change some of the shows we watch together because apparently I get very heated and invested and yell at characters as if they're real people. And that apparently can be annoying. So there are certain shows we can't watch together anymore. But like we would watch like SBU and it would be every Friday when it came out or Sex Life of College Girls. Like we would watch that one. And like there are certain ones and it is. It's exciting to like be able to de-stress and sit down together and like turn off a little bit and just watch something and have still human interaction but without like a level of stress yeah and something to look forward to I know like I I love a good binge watch but I mm-hmm. will say the comeback of the like coming out every week I do love mm-hmm. I agree I feel like there's certain shows I can binge and then there's some where like if I do I get uninterested and so it is nice to be excited every week with it yes yeah. I agree and there's some shows that I think are just meant to be like digested piece by piece mm-hmm. and not like all at one even though that's yeah. pretty much what you just said. Yeah. I need I need Housewives all at once. I feel like that one I don't need to digest as much. But then like right. watching Criminal Minds every week now, the reboot, like that's fine. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to yeah. have a lot of that. Fair. So what lessons have been the most impactful in your life? And then we'll go into a bunch of kind of questions that way. And I know it's like a lot all at once. <laughs> Big question. Oh gosh, I'm trying to think. I think like something that has helped a lot is like, I think this evolution of like, because I feel like when I was in college, like a lot of the idea, it was a very like girl boss, like your work is your is who you are kind of time. Mm-hmm. And like, I think the evolution of like, work is actually not who you are. And like, you are allowed to send boundaries around work. And like, 
your life could actually just be fulfilled by the stuff you do without like outside of your nine to five, I think has been really important, especially going, I think into, unfortunately, I think I've picked a career where like your job is who you are a little bit because like they're a lawyer and like they're a doctor or they're a nurse and they're like that kind of stuff. But I think that has helped a lot in setting boundaries, not tying like my value or worth as a human being to like work and law school and school and stuff. So I think that's been a really important evolution. I think that's been really, really helpful now stepping into like a nine to five, even like when I was, I worked retail through, I I worked it like after I graduated from college and then I had been working through law school. And even then I was like, like the most low state job, but I still was like, if I'm not performing at my peak and I'm like, I'm just folding leggings. There's no peak. (laughs) Like, do I clock in every day and do I not accidentally scam the entire company? Good. Then we're doing okay. But like, I still was like tying my work. I felt like I was like, I did really bad today because I let someone return something. And I'm like, wait, no, it's fine. It's going to be okay. (laughs) I think it's like a society. It's not even like a piece of advice I've given myself, but I feel like it's been like such a societal shift um, within our generation. And I think definitely spurred on by like younger generations that like work actually isn't doesn't have to be your only thing and I think you're right every like space has that because I've worked in retail for like a higher end amount of money and it was a very different environment where it was like all of a sudden I had to like sell everything and I was like what if she doesn't want to buy the dress why am I going to lie to her and tell her to buy the dress that's customer service baby what are you gonna do (laughs) yeah obviously not my forte and not where I need to be in life (laughs) I think I've learned through multiple jobs so what is something that you've learned throughout the last two years, or I mean, it'll be three in like when we were in a pandemic and then coming out of it. Oh God. Yeah. I didn't, well, I did my first whole first year of law school completely online, which was like the most wild experiences because it's supposed to be your hardest year of law school ever. And I mean, there was like, just speaking on a law school level, how different it was from learning online and like being by myself like there was days where I literally would get up go to in my room like go to my laptop do class do read for class study whatever whatever and then like go right back to my bed and I never left my room and I think like just like how different the learning experience is and it makes me feel so much for like younger kids and like high school students and middle school students and like elementary school students because how different it was to like go from online learning to then learning in person was like wild and like how much more I retained how like the social aspect of it, how much easier it was because especially like my first year, I didn't really understand like how much should I be studying? How much is everybody else studying? How like, you know, I had no idea how to study for exams. I didn't understand yeah. a lot about the law school process. Yeah. And like, especially cause I, I mean, nobody in my family had ever gone to law school. And so luckily I had a few friends who went to law school and they were absolute angels and letting me ask so many questions, but it was like a very isolating experience. Cause I was like, I have no idea if what I'm doing is correct. Yeah. And then when I got my grades back, it was clear. I did not know what I was doing, but <laughs> <laughs> I like the, 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 what is it? One, is it one twenty three sixty? What's the one? 360 is back where you started. Yeah. That's like a first circle. Well, 180 is like 180. That's it. I was like a 180 <laughs> when I, my second year when I could be in person and yeah. I was living with at the time with like people who were also in law school. And so I was like, we were able to like bounce off each other. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like yeah. this is how they study. You know, I'll take from them this. And it was just like a very, very d- different experience. And yeah, it was a very yeah. interesting experience, but uh, on a, I guess a broader level of off of law school and the pandemic, I don't, I don't know. 
and it was such a weird time. It's hard to remember it that time other yeah. than law school because that's all I was doing. But yeah, and I just I just like how of, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say I'm also thinking of I can't imagine taking making the decision to go to law school during this time frame and being so interested in the criminal justice system and all these other you know parts of the law and then having the time frame in our country where things were so like at an unrest and like there was just so much turmoil and so much and it's just like the three years for everybody was difficult and so many things were happening and then to make a decision to go into law school and be a part of you know the criminal justice system and like do all of that during that time frame and I wonder did any of that have an impact in your choice I think I mean I went in already with I think that decision I think it definitely while I was going through my first semester specifically, like it really, I was really questioning whether I was like, is like law school really the path, the correct path? I still don't know. Like, I still think that there's a lot more to be done outside of law because I think law distills a lot of really big topics into very watered down or they don't even touch on them. Mm -hmm. And it just becomes like a very like intellectual instead Mm -hmm. of like, grounded in reality. There's a really, really great organization called the National Lawyers Guild that does, which I I wish they were, I don't think they were a thing when I was a 1L, but they're now an organization in our law school and they do kind of like a disorientation for 1Ls, which is like kind of giving them just like a little bit more of like a reality look at like what law school is going to be. Cause like, I mean, I was going through criminal law and like I, there was a lot of topics and things that I wish we had touched on and like realities that we had talked about that we didn't and I'm like what how it just it's like you're talking about the law in a very sanitized way and not talking about I think a lot of topics that are like innately enmeshed in it and Mm -hmm. so I was like it's just like a little bit jarring to be like how are we talking about this without talking about this how are we talking about Mm -hmm. this without talking about this like how do I how why are we arguing this when like we shouldn't be arguing this we shouldn't be hearing I I think it's not not helpful to hear this side of this argument because I think it's just like a non-starter but so I do think it like definitely put me in a little bit of a disorienting like I don't know but I I think like with the National Lawyers Guild and like I think staying around people who I think think a lot like you um and like have the same perspectives and opinions in the sense that like you know, I, I stayed a lot of the friends I made through law school were also like really interested in abolition and like the like just managing the criminal justice system. So I think like kind of checking in with them being like, am I crazy or is this is this yeah. this? You're like, no, you're not crazy. I feel this way, too. And so I just think going in knowing like that you might have to do a lot of like outside research or like continue to learn outside of what you're just learning in class, because um, there are some professors who do an incredible job of like bringing in like think about this, think about this, think about this. But there's some professors that I'm like, this is such an int- like important topic of law. And like, why aren't we talking about, you know, some of the other things just go beyond like, here's statute 19.2. You can't do this. Here's yeah. this. And yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it was like a very disorienting time. And also, I mean, I think it was with higher education anyway, this was like not unique to law school or to my university of just like, I don't know if there was a lot of resources. Uh, We went through an accelerated uh, semester my first year. So like we had no fall break. We had, we were just like going through it fast. So it was just like a lot. And they're in like, along with 
like being the first time we ever did this accelerated semester, I'm at home in my room 24 seven, and I have like no connection to anybody. And like, along with like, what was going on just outside of the classroom and without outside my four walls, it was like a lot. Mm-hmm. And I can't even imagine what it would have been for like some of my other classmates. So yeah, it was a very disorienting yeah. first year, but yeah. I got through it. <laughs> I think you, you saying how isolating it is, is such a great word for it. Cause I can't even, I don't have, even as a, 28 year old now, like, I don't even think I have the studying skills and tools that I should have had in college and have ever learned them correctly. So then to go into something so big and then to do it alone in my room, like I can't imagine how isolating it must be. I can't imagine how jarring it must be. And so how exciting to then spend your next year, thankfully, like in a place with other people and be able to bounce ideas and opinions and like experiences off of one another. Like that's really nice. Yeah, it was very, it was just such a, like a 180 and like turn around and, and I totally understand, like, I mean, I'm very pro obviously COVID precautions, but yeah. it was, it was like so insane how much I was like, oh, it's crazy what you can learn when I'm not on my phone the entire class and looking at my own Zoom box um, and I'm actually paying attention. So some of that yeah. was on me, but <laughs> Yeah, I think about that too. I'm like, I took one online class in college and I literally forgot I had it and never went to a single class and had to drop out right at the time frame because I forgot I even had it. So like, I couldn't even imagine having all of them be online. I wouldn't have, I don't know, the attention span, the ways to have patience. Like, I don't know. I don't think I could have done it. You could have done it. It would just been, you would probably just sort of been as stressed out as I am. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Been very difficult, I think. Yeah. My next question for you is what do you think has changed? What change have you seen in yourself since the pandemic has ended and you're going into this post-pandemic life? Interesting. Um, in myself, um, to loop it back, I guess, to like one of my other answers, like the importance, I think, of community and leaning on each other. Um I think even though COVID did, I lost a lot of faith in humanity. I also, I think there is still like, I still have faith in humanity, especially like I remember I worked obviously retail through that summer um, starting in like, I think we went back to work like June-ish time and it was just like an awful summer. I feel for any, any retail workers or any people who had to work during the pandemic, it was wild. People were wild. I just had like a really, it was a really hard summer to be working, I think out and like having people adjust to the, a new way of life. And a lot of people obviously not wanting to adjust to that. Um, and then I took, I think my, I took my first semester of law school off of working. Um, and then I came back for like black Friday and I was terrified. Cause I was like, it's like the busiest time. People are not going to be patient. I'm going to get yelled at a bunch. Like, this is how it's been all summer. Like, I was terrified. I literally was like dreading coming back. And I remember coming back and like, it was not anything that people were kind, they were patient. And I know that's probably not as, you know, I'm sure we probably had like one or two people that were annoying, but I was like, wow, people had, I think just a lot of people had adjusted to like the way of life of like waiting in line to get into a store, um, having to wear masks and all that kind of stuff. So I think like that did restore some faith in humanity that like, we all can all learn and evolve and change just based on the pandemic. But yeah, I think like the importance of community and having people around and I mean, whether that's like in person or like zooming my friends and stuff like that and calls and FaceTimes and stuff like that. And like the importance, I think of having people around you and community. 
has definitely mm-hmm. been up there. And yeah. I think like the false idea of like individualism that I think a lot like this this country loves individualism. And mm-hmm. um, I think like duties to each other. I think a lot of the times we're like, why would I do that? I don't owe that person anything or something like that, which I think can be applicable in some some instances. But like, I think like we all have a duty to each other to be good, kind people and help out and, you know, yeah. work together. And so yeah. not that I was like, I hate everybody and I'm not going to do anything. But I think like, I think definitely the idea of community is, has definitely. Yeah, I agree. Sense. I agree. It's half of the reason I started this podcast was I think I had such a lack of community or like human connection. And I have become more introverted than I probably was before. And, or it's been just a stronger now, like putting up those boundaries for the parts of my life that I thought I had to be more extroverted. And so the idea of sitting down with people like this and having a conversation and kind of learning about everybody, I think just humanizes everybody and builds a connection that I think can be very beautiful. And then I just like talking about us. So like any opportunity. Same. (laughs) But so what is a lesson you would tell your younger self? Oh God. Younger Shelby. Younger Shelby. She could use a lot. (laughs) A lot of help for sure. I think that like, I'm trying to think standing up for myself more, I think. And I'm trying to think, I'm thinking about specifically high school Shelby, but I, and then I think being kinder to myself. Hmm. I think that's a big one for everyone. Yeah. I think I'm still working on now, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think high school Shelby, like don't definitely don't like the opinion. I think of the, like, I I'm still so close with so many of my friends from like high school. I have a very, very like close friend group from high school. So I didn't have a horrible time in high school, but I think like, it's such a microcosm when I think about it. And like, I'm like, these people are like, not the end all be all. And what they think of you is not the end all be all because it's yeah. such a small majority. But obviously I don't think I would have listened to that. I think I would have been like, you're wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I always like to say the, like you think about things in, will this matter in five minutes? Will this matter in five hours? Will this matter in five days? And will this matter in five weeks? And like, that's something yes. I like to remind myself because I value other people's opinions a lot. Even when I'm making a decision, I'll be like texting my roommate, like, okay, do you think I should get this jacket? And I know she and I have different tastes in clothing. Like, why would I, like, I want her opinion, but I know ultimately I'm probably going to pick the opposite because we have such different taste. but right. I still ask for it and it matters. And so with everything, I just think that it's really important to remember, like, will this matter this in this amount of time frame, or will it not? And like, be able to take it on that way also help yep. with anxiety. <laughs> yes. I so agree. That is like definitely something that has helped with anxiety and being like, because I feel like I'm like, this is it. This is like, <laughs> this is going to be forever and everything is done and I'm dead. And this is horrible. And they're like, okay, literally next week, will I care about this? And I'm like, no. <laughs> and then it's next yeah. week. And I'm like, I don't care about that anymore. It's fine. <laughs> oh no. Literally. So what does a good life look to you? Like if you look at the end of your life, you look back on it. Like what made up a good life? <laughs> question. The face, the face you're making. <laughs> That's such a good question. Um, I think like, I know I keep talking about friends and stuff like that, but I, I like genuinely so value like the friendships in my life. And like, I think looking back and knowing that I like kept up those friendships. I mean, just looking like at our our fathers who have been friends since they were like very, very young. And that's how, you know, we are yeah. chosen my dad told to me, each other. 
my dad told me the number the other day because we were talking about it. He said it'll be 48 years this year or something. That's crazy. It yeah, was like elementary or middle school. Insane. And they're choosing to spend, starting in April, six months doing the yes. Appalachian Trail together with no other yeah. human contact. Such yeah. a big thing. I don't think I would do that. I don't know if I would do that with anybody. I certainly wouldn't <laughs> do it with either of our fathers, respectfully. <laughs> true. <laughs> That's very true. But yeah, I think like looking back and like that I've maintained and kept those friendships, I think is like very, very important to me. And even beyond like friendships and like I'm very close with I mean I consider you guys cousins obviously mm-hmm. but yeah. like my actual cousin mm-hmm. making sure since we are all so close like just maintaining those relationships in my life I think if I like look back and like I'm still hang out with those people yeah I've made it yeah I'm all good, you know yeah I will say I've always admired that about like your family is that you and your cousins are all like very similar age and whatnot, but you all have always been very close and choosing to be friends in your own personal lives outside of being family, which is, those are, can be two very different things. And like, that's always a very beautiful thing to see. Yeah. I've always, like, I really cherish like how we've grown up together and like how my aunt and my mom have like kept us all like very, mm-hmm. very close. I've been very, very lucky to have, yeah, be very close with my cousins who are by blood and my, my fake cousins. There you go. Yep. And so what are you pursuing in this next chapter of your life or this current chapter other than passing the bar and becoming a lawyer? Exactly. Um, I think like this last semester of law school, I really want to just chill and not worry, especially like leading up to the bar. I want to not worry about academics as much. There's a girl from my law school. I won't say her name, but um, I literally like I so am envious of like her ability to like set boundaries around like law school like during finals time I feel like like I lose a lot of sense of like daily funness Mm -hmm. and like I'll see her at like a taco festival she she goes to a taco festival and she still gets great grades and she's amazing and she has a great job and she's so smart so like I can do the same thing and I actually like if when we get to the book she I just started a Goodreads account and I was like can I follow you on Goodreads? And she was like, yeah, sure. She was like, don't, don't judge my books though. And I was like thinking they were like maybe really cheesy rom-coms or something. And I was like, I love cheat. Like I'm not going to mm-hmm. judge. And I go yeah. on and like the first, like the most recent she book she read was like the sister wives, Cody Brown biography. Ooh. She's been watching it from the beginning. And I was like, this is not what I expected. <laughs> I didn't actually not expect you to have the sister wives biography, but now I kind of want to read it. Seeing, seeing as he's down to one wife now. Yeah, um, thank God. He's unintentionally down. I know, literally. But anyways, moving on. Sorry, that was a bit of a, um, <laughs> cut that out. Yeah, I think like finding a little bit more fun, I think within law school this next semester, definitely. I mean, it's like a whole, I'll be moving to a whole new place that I've never been. I still haven't chosen where I'm going to live, but I'm going to a whole new place. I'm doing a lot of stuff that's very scary. So I think just like finding fun, finding time for myself, maybe being put on anxiety medication. Who knows? You know, the world is my oyster. <laughs> there um, you go. <laughs> this is my last and favorite question to ask each person. What would you do if you knew you wouldn't fail? And everybody has a very different answer to this. I think I would attempt to be like, do theatrical Broadway stuff or like attempt to be an actress somehow or like do something in comedy, I think would be very cool. Mm -hmm. I think you'd be great at Um, comedy. Thank you. (laughs) And then- On the other side, going off of Darren's answer, sorry, you can cut that out, but (laughs) I think I would like go to like 
culinary school. If it wasn't, if I didn't just pay to go to law school and I should probably do something with that degree seeing as I am in debt, um, I shouldn't go into more debt by going to culinary school. But I think like I would, I would love to go to like culinary school or yeah, like that. I think that'd be so cool. I do yeah. love to cook, but they probably, I probably get kicked out within the first week. They, I'm not very good, but I mean, I don't want to say you'd probably burn something down, but like for sure I would. <laughs> No, but here's this is where the law degree comes in. You can be like, I'll see you. You actually did something wrong. Exactly. <laughs> like you're not fulfilling your contract with me. There you go. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't do well in contracts. I always say, like, people ask me, they're like, Oh, you don't want to go back for your master's for something? And I was like, I would have there are so many things in this world that I find very interesting and I love, but like to commit to that time and then more so to commit to those loans because I don't have that money. Like you better be a hundred percent into whatever you're going to do. So like as much, I I should yeah. probably be one of those people, like as an elderly getting that discount in like a community college and going and taking all of their classes. Like that's what I would probably do. But like, I don't have the. Yeah. Me and my roommates that. talk about this all. And I'm like, I would love to just like have, this is where I'm like, education should be free, but <laughs> like, I would love. In the realm we have now, I would love to have the money to be able to go and get like these niche degrees and yeah. like learn. Cause I love learning. I love learning about new stuff. I find it fascinating. Mm-hmm. I love having that knowledge. And I'm sure I'm not, I mean, you not alone in that you feel exactly the same way. You literally just mm-hmm. said it. And I'm sure other people feel exactly the same way, but unfortunately will, it's expensive. It is. And I will say, I don't want, um, this is where the other thing is like, I would love to probably take classes in which I wouldn't get graded, but I would just be learning because I don't test well. So like that isn't in my favor and that doesn't show actually my level of like understanding or passion yeah. about it. Yeah. And I don't want to write a paper. So yeah, no, <laughs> just doesn't. Can I just like learn? Just let me yeah. soak it up like a sponge. Yeah. Just trust me. I understand. <laughs> you don't need to test me. I got this. Don't worry. Well, thank you so much, Shelby, for being my guest. I am so happy to have this conversation. I feel like I've been lucky to be able to talk to various people so far and all of them are very important to me in various ways but I always learn something new about each person and who they are and I think that was like the whole point of this and so I'm very grateful and I've enjoyed this conversation tremendously well thank you for having me on I've absolutely loved it and you're an amazing host and (laughs) this is so fun and I miss you so much I miss you too and hopefully we'll see each other soon yes And everybody stick around because Shelby will join me for a special book club episode later this week. Thank you for listening to Unofficial Book Club, where life and stories meet. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts and follow me on Instagram at unofficialbookclubpod. Please don't forget to rate and share with all of your friends. Until next time.